Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. Today's segment, we're going to look at money bag. He who controls the bag controls his future and his destiny. Today is a follow-up from our first episode where we talked about the different view on money. Some people see money as being bad. Some people see money as being good. But see some people who go about getting money the wrong way and they get caught. At the end of the day, everybody is trying to get the bag. In today's segment, however, we're going to look at all those people who go, up, go about getting money the right way. And we're also going to look at why 41% of marriage end in divorce because of money. We're also going to look at some of the wisdom from one of the wisest men that ever lived and what he had to say about money. Let's get into it. Here are some ways we can go about making money the right way. 1. Go to school to study in a specific field, paying the price of hard work, sleepless night, of studying, dedication, and graduating and finding a job in that field that will compensate you from going through that process. In most cases, the employer tend to compensate those who graduate from college or university than someone who didn't, regardless of how good that person is at their work. These individuals are as follow. Attorney, doctors, nurses, dentists, pilot, business management, and the list goes on. All of these people after graduating receive their license. The second group are trade school. This could be an electrician, plumber, HVAC, which is EAT, air condition and ventilation, construction worker, a mason, welder. These, these jobs tend to pay very well and they don't require a college degree but specialized training or skill in this field and after paying the price over time they tend to get compensated very well. The third group, these group doesn't require a college degree either. These men and women are highly trained. They are very well compensated after going through the training that's required in this and is her field of work. They are EMT, firefighter, police officer, letter carrier, sanitation worker, ear dresser, nail technician, and barber. And the fourth group, this group doesn't require a college degree, only high school diploma. Warehouse worker, janitor, waitress, waiter, a clerk. The pay isn't the greatest for those who hold these positions, even though their positions are very important. However, some individuals within this group tend to have more than one job. With the combined income of both jobs, believe it or not, they do add up to the income of those who did went to college. At the end of the day, it's not how much money you make, is how much you keep. Those who make more money tend to spend more, while those who make less tend to spend less. 
and are willing to save. Those who put money aside over a period of time does make a tremendous difference in their bank account. One apple at a time will get the basket full versus those who can't and won't put any aside. So how does one take control over the bag? Let's see how one of the richest men and what the wisest man that ever lived had to say about this. Or should I say the wisdom of Solomon. In one of his book, the book of Proverbs, in chapter 31, in verse 10 to 27, he talks about this woman of noble character. Because she used all of her gifts, ability, and she maximized them. She's recognized for being a good manager. She managed everything within her household. She's very wise because she would save for the rainy day to come. She's well compensated because she's very skilled and honest in her dealing with others through her hard work or goods that she sell. She used her time and resources in the right way. She considered the poor among her, those that are in need, and she reached out a helping hand and helped those that, are, that needed it the most. True wealth is shown by what one does with what was given. That's why this woman was called someone of noble character. Here are some characteristics and qualities of what a good steward is. He's someone who is a great manager. He manages everything that is in his care. He makes sure that everything is accounted for. He is someone who is responsible. He takes care of all of the important priorities in his life. He is someone who has mastered the art of self-discipline. He does not spend his money on things that are meaningless, but on things which is of great value. He is someone who is in control of every aspect and detail of the household finance. He doesn't spend his money foolishly, but are cautious about his affair. He is not so easily swayed by the latest and greatest things, but only what's needed and not on unnecessary things. Now we know that if we have these two dynamic individuals working together, a woman of noble character and a man who is a good steward, things will and should work out okay. And fortunately, in the marriage arena, things aren't so simple. But before we look at what money in marriage has to do with the 41% of divorce rate, this is what one of the richest men in Babylon had to say about money and wealth. Here are the seven cure for a lean purse. Cure one, in your quest to make your purse fat, of every $100 that you make, save 10% while spending a 90%. Cure two, control thy expenditure. Make a budget and stick to it. Only buy the things that are necessary. Buy only the things you need and not on things you want. Make cure three. 
make thy goal multiply. In order to make your money multiply and double and triple in size, it's best if you invest, which will have a greater return in the end. Tour 4. Guard thy treasure from loss. Invest in stock and things that are less risky than on things that are more aggressive, where your loss are much greater. This requires wisdom and help from those who are qualified in this field. Number five, make your home a dwelling. Hone your own home instead of renting. Number six, ensure a future income. Put in place a life insurance. So in a likelihood, someone should pass away, your family will be taken care of. And seven, increase thy ability to earn while one is young. And don't waste your younger years of your youth because there is an old person deep down inside of you that is depending on you to make the right choices. So be wise and choose correctly. Money and marriage. Why is money one of the leading causes of divorce and marriage in the 21st century? Based on a research and personal experience, one of the main reasons why is lack of communication. Both individuals are not on the same page about money and the household and overall expenses. Each person have a different idea and opinion about what bills need to be paid, what's important, they have different bank accounts, and even if they do share the same account, they're not on the same page or they're not communicating about keeping track of the different expenses and what bills need to be paid. The breakdown also happens when there is no teamwork or when the responsibility is put on one person and the other person doesn't check in to see how things are going but are concerned when the account are in the negative and there is overdraft fee. According to a survey that was conducted in 2018, 41% of divorce among the younger generation was because of money. Generation Z and 29% among the baby boomer or we can say Generation X. All of these groups ended their marriage because of money problem. Let's look at these more closely because some people didn't even know there were two different generations. So Generation X is anyone who was born from 1965 to 1980s. These will be considered the baby boomer. Their fight would be about what vacation home is better, which sport car to buy, buying excessively, all the things they don't need simply because they got the bag. They already work for the money, they are just fighting over how they should spend it. Most of the people in this group are retired or soon to be retired, so they already make their money. So because they keep fighting, it's usually get to a place where one say, enough is enough and they want out. The next generation is Generation Z. This group is from the 1990s to, to the 2000. This group is in trouble because 
majority, if not most, that belonged to this group ate their job. They refused to work. Even if they do work, they're distracted by technology. So their attention span is very short because they have to stay up on all the latest and greatest news. So they keep updating all their social media apps on their device. They're trying to get the bag without working for it. They're trying to get bread without the dough, which sooner or later activate or create the greed spirit within them. Unless and until they break out of this way of thinking, then sooner or later they're going to find out the hard way the result of such action. This is what the wisest man had to say about this generation. The wisdom of Solomon. In his book in chapter 6, verse 6 to 11, which is the book of Proverbs, he says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Yet, it stores its provision in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like harmed men. This was written a couple thousand years ago. This is what the younger generation is like today. Always tired, no motivation to work, and they wonder why they are broke. Money is like a vapor for those who lack knowledge of the power of money. It's like a person who win the lottery or get a large sum of money without any self-discipline, a plan, or a management team in place, it will soon disappear. Like the saying goes, a fool and his money will soon part ways. When you make money your god or your idol, then it control your entire life. It then becomes bad. The wisdom of Solomon also stated that whoever loves money is never satisfied with his income. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owner except to feast their eyes on them? The sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether they eat little or much. But as for the rich, the abundance of wealth permit them no sleep. So based on what Solomon is saying, you can have too much and it consume your life to the point where you can't even sleep. Compared to the person who doesn't have much but are content, he doesn't have this problem. It also seems like vanity can become a problem for him who have too much because there's always something more to have. It has been said that the destruction of the poor is vanity, spending money on things that has no value. Some people even develop the disease of being a hoarder. Just buying stuff that one does not need only to feast your eyes on them. Ladies, let's ask you a question. Does a Michael Kors bag really work two or three hundred dollars? Or can I get a lot can I get another bag a lot cheaper and put the rest of the money 
in the bag and watch it grow over time. This pretty guys, can you really justify buying a pair of Michael Jordan sneakers for three or four hundred dollars? You can get a different brand of sneaker like a Nike or Puma for fifty, even sixty dollars, and put the rest of the money in the bag and watch it grow over time. Do I really need that new iPhone? That iPhone Pro Max, which costs twelve hundred dollars. Or that new Samsung Galaxy S20 which costs $1,000. Or can I wait a year or two when the price will come down to $200 or $300. Sometimes you can even get these phones at a reduced price. Do I really need to get the latest and greatest item on the market? Or, or am I content with what I have now? Like a pair of Beats headphones which costs two to three hundred dollars. We get a cheap one that work the same if not better. Am I willing to wait knowing that I'll get a much better deal down the road? In all fairness, quality is good, but at what cost? Even when you know how much it costs to make and how much the company makes in profit. My uncle once told me that there are three things that you can't be cheap on. They are the bed on which you sleep because that's where you spend all of your time after working all day. The next is the shoes on your feet because that's where you spend all of your time after you are awake. And the third one, he said, is the food that you eat because you have to make sure that you get the best quality to sustain and maintain your health. He didn't say the most expensive, but the best quality. Like for example, a pair of L.L. Bean jacket, even though it's expensive, it's a quality and a lifetime warranty. It's what's most important. I myself, I do a lot of walking because of the type of work that I do. So getting a cheap, cheap pair of shoes from Walmart or Payless isn't going to work for me, but a pair of Morel shoes will be a better option because of that specific need. So in all fairness, it's not so much about how expensive, but the quality of the product and not getting carried away by the name brand, something that is going to last over a period of time. So that concludes our second segment on money bags. We can look at how marriage, the different dynamic in marriage and why people decide to go their separate ways because they're fighting, the lack of communication on money and our generation is so consumed with technology and you're not able to put all of that aside and focus on earning money the right way. So thank you for your time. That's all I have for this segment.